0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Around the Gavel. I'm your host, Sarah Morris, and today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about incapacity planning. So incapacity planning is actually part of an estate plan, even if it's not highlighted. There's also plans that are literally just for incapacity. These things have come up more recently because there are more people that are at risk for early onset dementia and Alzheimer's disease so incapacity planning, planning is very important for those types of people and if you have parents um, that have shown signs of dementia, then you may want to think about this kind of thing. So what are we talking about when we say incapacity planning? Well. It's Like I said, it's part of an estate plan, but unlike estate planning as a whole, you're planning for a possibility, not an eventuality. So with an estate plan, you're eventually going to pass away, so the plan will eventually kick into action. With incapacity planning, hopefully, it never does kick into action, but in case it does, you have a plan. Most of the time when we're talking about incapacity planning, we're talking about planning for finances and health care. So we I know I've spoken to you before about powers of attorney and specifically powers of attorney over health care and finances. There's two, those are two separate powers of attorney. These are part of an incapacity plan when you are incapacitated you want to make sure that you nominate somebody that will take care of your health care decisions and be involved in your health care decisions in the event that you can't make those decisions so that's where the power of attorney over health care co- comes into play you nominate an agent to be your health care power of attorney and this agent you can you also tell them kind of you give them some guidance about what you want to happen, but they also are able to make those decisions for you if you can't make them. It helps the doctors, of course, and the healthcare providers because they have to be able to talk to someone about what's going on with treatment and what what should be happening and what they can do for you, et cetera, et cetera. So there has to be someone to talk to. If you don't have a power of attorney over healthcare and you are incapacitated, it can be a challenging time for your loved ones and family. Because if you've got more than one loved one, more than one family member that's involved, then maybe they don't agree, number one. So there's fighting between the family members and the loved ones. Number two, The court may need to get involved to decide who actually will be the person that makes those decisions. So it can cost money. You may have to go through a legal process. That's why incapacity planning is actually a very helpful and critical thing that you should think about doing. Um, That kind of segues into the power of attorney over financial. So if you are incapacitated, you probably still have bills that you need to pay and somebody's going to have to be able to do that. Somebody's going to have have to be able to access your bank account to pay the bills as well as accessing those accounts that you need to pay, so the actual billing accounts as well. And again, if you do not have a power of attorney over financial decisions that you can present to your bank and to the billers, Um, then you may have to go to court so that the court can order somebody appointed to to deal with your finances while you're incapacitated. Uh, That's another reason why this is an important document. Uh, The other thing that goes along with this is just simply estate planning in general because estate planning in general does plan for incapacity, whether it's in a very, very specific way like we're talking about or just It's definitely talked about in your estate plan. So if you have a trust, for example, uh, then you're probably you've got a trust and a pour over will. And within those documents, you will have not, at least in my firm, what we do, you always do nominate somebody to serve and act as your guardian in the event of your incapacity. So within your estate plan, you're going to be nominating a guardian in case you need one. And again, that's going to take away the hassle and expense and time of going to court to have a court appoint a guardian. Um, That, if you have a will, that's generally a part of a will as well. You can appoint a guardian, so it makes it much easier than trying to get the court to decide who should be a guardian for yourself, plus the fact that you're more in control because you get to make that decision. So these are all things that you want to consider whether or not you are at risk for dementia or any other kind of a mental illness that could incapacitate you. Um, Or, of course, there's physical incapacities that make it hard to do things as well. So I just want to emphasize that incapacity planning is a real thing and it is something to consider, especially if you're high risk for certain uh, diseases. So if you want to dig deeper and dive into this more, I'm always available. We offer complimentary 15-minute phone consults. If you think you need an attorney or you want to ask some questions, um, you just call our office and we can set you up with one of those consults. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.